are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Tuesday, Tucson. Thanks for keeping it Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Along with John Schuster, back for day two of the week. Two for two, John Shu. How you doing, my man? Well, that was nicely said. I thought it was man, good. That was are, impromptu. You, you are, that it wasn't two for two and impromptu. It really was. Along as we hang out with Johnny Shu. Yes, sir. So we got a lot of people right now that are talking about, you know, ah, I thought we were going to get Ty Ty Washington, five-star point guard. Why is he going to Kentucky? And I think it's important for people, and we're going to lay it out this episode, to understand that just because there was a window of about, what, eight years where Arizona was out recruiting about anybody outside of schools coached by John Calipari and Mike Krzyzewski, I think we need to be able to take a step back and realize that the majority of the time, if Arizona's going against Kentucky or Duke, or schools like that, they are going to lose for a reason. Again, it's nothing against Arizona. Arizona is a basketball brand that speaks for itself. These are basketball institutions, though. These are ones that make their name known throughout. And again, we're going to talk about a little bit of Lou Dolson here. As we talked about before, one of the greatest coaches to ever walk the sideline. I think it's impossible to state that other than this guy named John Wooden, that Lute Olson isn't the most prominent basketball coach of West Coast basketball over the last 40, 40, 50 years. He's that guy. But as you saw up close, Lute Olson generally lost the big-time recruiting battles to the big-time schools, whether that's UCLA, where Lute Olson wasn't getting guys like Jelani McCoy. He wasn't getting guys like Ed or Charles O'Bannon, and quite frankly, a lot of times he wasn't going to even try because he knew that that was a lost cause. He was going to get those secondary guys, those top 50 guys as opposed to the top 10. And as we talked about before, Shu, generally the only guy that I could think of off the top of my head that Lute went head-to-head for, for an L.A. kid that UCLA really wanted and Kansas really wanted, was Hassan Adams. We got spoiled the last eight to ten years, and we'll get to reasons for that in a second. But I think it's imperative that people know that for a guy that basically got us to a Final Four every four years, recruiting didn't come as easy as a lot of these people, I think, think that it should. Yeah, which is just silly. Uh, the, and it's, it, it's no different than in football. Uh, when you're going up against Clemson and Alabama and some Texas schools in Oklahoma and Ohio State, that... If you're a secondary school that doesn't have that kind of tradition, you're probably up against it. You're going to lose most of those recruiting Michigan guys. State's generally Every, going to lose to Michigan in football yeah, when it comes to recruiting. Everybody, and it's not just Arizona, Villanova loses those recruiting battles. And Villanova's, you know, won national titles. Right. Uh, you know, Florida from 15 years ago, you know, uh, won two titles in a row. And... They're losing those battles, too. You know, so if, you're, if you're those named schools... You know, great. You got an opportunity. You're in good shape. You're going to be able to turn things around if things are down. You're going to be able to, a lot of times if things are going well, you're going to get the recruits you want, and you're going to, you know, have talent on your roster. And Duke does it a little bit differently than Kentucky does it, than Kansas does it, than North Carolina does it, but they all have the same kind of name recognition that gives them an opportunity to be successful on the recruiting trail. And so if you're going up against those guys, 
the overwhelming majority of the time, it's not even a 20% of the time we're going to get this guy. The overwhelming majority of the time, you're just not. We're talking 5% a lot of the time. That's unless you true. have a real connection and, and real inroad. And again, there are a lot of really good basketball programs out there and a lot of really good basketball programs that are making deep tournament runs and winning titles that don't have the name recognition of Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, Carolina that are still losing those recruiting battles to those schools. Villanova's not winning those recruiting battles. Right. Villanova's really good. Baylor's not winning those recruiting battles. Generally, I get that Baylor has a top four recruiting class mm -hmm. right now. But more often than not, if there's a kid in that area, Kansas is going to beat Baylor for that recruit. You know, so, so that's just... For obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you still can't win. Because clearly, schools are winning. But going head-to-head, -head, if a kid has a choice of going to Kentucky or going to Kansas or going to Carolina or going to Duke, they're probably going to take that opportunity versus anybody else who's on the table. When when Lute was at the apex of his reign, and again, we're going to keep coming back to Lute here because I think he's more indicative of what I think Arizona fans should look for as far as what realistic recruiting expectations are. Lute made his living, again, getting the top 50 kids, coaching them up. Now, there were some unicorns that came around here. I think the first one, and you were covering the team at the time, was when Oh, Khalid Reeves comes to Arizona. You get a McDonald's All-American from Christ the King High School in Middle Village, Queens, New York. And it's like, whoa, wait a second. That's, but that was, those were few and far yeah, between. Yeah, that, that's an anomaly recruit. Right, exactly. Now, I think what, and we're talking about a guy in loot that's putting guys into the NBA year after year at the highest level, lottery picks after lottery picks, winning at the highest level. And he still wasn't able to consistently beat those top flight schools for the reasons that we just laid out. So when a guy like Khalid Reeves comes, Bibby, Bibby's different because he's in state. Right. It just it had think, a totally I different feel. I think Mike field. Bibby's a great example here. Mm -hmm. Because Mike Bibby is not coming to the University of Arizona if he doesn't live in Phoenix. Right. I mean, it's just, that, if he's that's been in California, he was, he's probably going to UCLA. He and and you would know this better than I do, but Bibby, my, my recollection is that Bibby was a top five recruit. Yes, a lot of people think and, that it was Kobe Bryant and then Mike Bibby. And I don't remember how many other top five recruits Olsen got. So it's probably safe to say that mm -hmm. Mike Bibby is the highest recruit that right. Olsen ever brought to Arizona. Why did he do that? Arizona's a brand name, but he's an in-state kid. For sure. If, if Mike Bibby's in Texas, or if Mike Bibby's in California, or if Mike Bibby's in Washington, or if Mike Bibby's in Wichita, Kansas, he's not coming to the U of A. Be because Kentucky's going to be calling, and Kansas is going to be calling, a lot of those other schools that have more name recognition. So it's, it's just the way it is. That's not a bad thing. It's just the way it is. What I think is going to be interesting, though, and this is where the Lloyd and Loot separation takes place, is how effective is Lloyd in his international recruiting? And if he can get the best of that crop, then you're doing really well if you get the second tier in the U.S. type players. Then you're going to put together some really good classes. And the thing with Tommy Lloyd is that if you watch him coach and if you watch these guys coach, you know that he's probably consuming a built bar because when you get those long jaunts out to, like you said, overseas, and you're looking to, you know, Stay pristine in your physique, as Coach Lloyd, I'm sure, is. Built Bar is probably the thing for you, and it's probably what he's consuming on those chartered flights to Lithuania. You know what I find fascinating about Built Bar, Mike Luke? 
is that you do this fantastic self-effacing thing all the time. You got some, you got some doofs like me who haven't lifted a weight in 17 years talking about how Bill is awesome. I know you're not a big 80s wrestling fan, 80s and 90s wrestling fan. I get it, okay? So, so when Hulk Hogan talked about taking his vitamins and saying his prayers and ripping on his, you know, talking about his 24-inch pythons, you'll know what 24-inch pythons are. I get it. Even though you own 24-inch pythons, you rock these things all the time. They're just ripping out of the lats. You look absolutely ridiculous. Why? Because you work at it and... Because of Built Bar. And you know what? Built Bar is the reason that you're able to get through the workout to get to that point. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, along with John Schuster. We've got Bruno in here chilling as well. All right. Now we need to talk about the last eight, nine years. Good to see you, Bruno the dog. Because yes, go I ahead. I think I'm a sorry. lot of people are saying, well, you know, Sean Miller recruited at this level. Sean Miller beside recruited by any measure possible outside of, again, John Calipari and Mike Krzyzewski. Sean Miller recruited at the highest level possible. They play, bringing in players that we never saw here. DeAndre Ayton was, DeAndre Ayton was never a guy that Lute Olsen was getting. Just period. He just looked totally different. And you just look, there's an assembly line of top five players that came in. Some turned out to be awesome. Some turned out to be whatever. Aaron Gordon, top five kid. Stanley Johnson, top five kid. I can keep going on and on down the list. I think what's important for Arizona fans to realize, though, and this is also where, you know, we've, we've got to look in the mirror a little bit here, is that you can say whatever you want. You, and I think people have basically come into two different camps right here when it comes to Sean Miller. He either knew, he didn't know, whatever the case may be. Arizona got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. There's just no way around it. And you know what? The When you look at how Arizona was able to recruit I, don't, I think it's next to impossible to say that it was all on the up and up under the Sean Miller era. And you could say, well, you know, every school every does school that. Every school does it, right. I get that. But uh-huh. when, when, you've got, when you've got, and we love our Arizona basketball, but when you've got Kentucky, Duke, then Arizona out recruiting North Carolina, Kansas consistently, at the end of the day, something there just doesn't quite add up. It never added up to me. Right. Uh, if, if, if somebody needs to be frank here, right, it might as well be me. And it, look at it. it. All of a sudden, he's getting top three. If you're a 16- or a 17-year-old basketball player and the best NBA prospect to come out of Miller's coaching is T.J. McConnell, that doesn't add up. It just doesn't add up. So if if you take the two more coaches at Arizona, Lou Olson and Sean Miller, who was the better developer of NBA talent? Not even close. Not even close. Who was putting better teams out there? Who was putting better teams? It's not even close. Who ran a more fan-friendly style of basketball? It's not even. They're really from a recruiting, and this is where I think you're going with this, and I agree with you. There was really nothing that Sean Miller had over Lute Olson or even compared to Lute Olson as far as if I'm a high school recruit, what I would find more fascinating to play for. Yet you're continuously bringing in guys that Lute couldn't have even dreamed of getting, like a DeAndre. Yeah, it just never added up to me, and and, and it always it always seems suspicious. So when a lot of the stuff that came down, much of which was 
clearly misreported. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, and, I, and again, I think Sean Miller was a good coach, okay? I, and, and the fact that he made Arizona a leg his legacy is that Arizona's now a brand. And it's I've not, stolen that coach. It's, it's not a one-coach school. Right. Uh, but I, it never added up that the level of athlete and the level of talent that he was getting based on his NBA development track record to this school. I just, I, I, I just never, I know Miller works hard. Miller may be very engaging. He's on the recruiting trail all the time. He makes his appearance known, all of that. Okay, great. Loot worked but, really hard too. Sure. There's just, that, 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 that dynamic just never made sense. And, and, and as a result, when all of this was coming down, was I surprised? No. And honestly, I mean, really, how many of us were surprised if you looked at that, if you looked at it like that, how could you be surprised at, at what happened? And I think what's important to say, and it's not necessarily that we're throwing stones, I think it's what we're saying is that you need to be realistic here and that, yes, Ty Ty Washington going to Kentucky and people saying, well, what happened here? I'm sorry, if John Calipari prioritizes a kid and he's going against Tommy Lloyd or if he's going against Sean Miller, generally he's going to probably get that guy. Let's throw, Mike, a couple other equations into the mix here. Mm -hmm. The obvious one is that Arizona still doesn't know what its penalty is. Correct. So if you're looking at two possibilities outside of you're, you're weighing your assets and your liabilities, your pros and cons, you're saying Arizona or Kentucky. And, you know, Kentucky's got name recognition. Kentucky's also not staring at probation right now either. Right. So they might make a deep, they, they might have an opportunity to make a deep tournament. We have no idea what Arizona's still staring at. So that is an uncertainty that plays into this equation as well. The other thing. As much as we think Lloyd is going to be a successful coach and has an opportunity to know his stuff and make Arizona at a level that we think it belongs, he's an unproven commodity. You know Calipari can get players to the NBA. You can name them. This guy. And, and you can name them and probably have, and it'll take the length of this podcast. Right. And they're all-stars. Mm -hmm. So if you're a player balancing those two unknowns, It'd be really odd if you picked Arizona at this stage. Exactly. Especially, too, when John Calipari's pitch is basically this. And he's talking, we'll use Washington as an example. He says basically this. He says, if you want to bet on yourself, you come to Kentucky. Because one way or the other, if you're good enough to play in the NBA... It'll manifest itself here, and he can use examples where we talked about it before. John Wall was the top-rated point guard in the country 10 years ago. Guess what? John Calipari also brings in Eric Bledsoe, who's the fourth-rated point guard. Eric Bledsoe takes a back seat to John Wall. You know what they're both hearing their names called that first round the following year? John Wall and Eric Bledsoe. It's the same process there, and I think it's a difficult thing to tell a kid, if you want to bet on yourself, this is where you come to. Whereas, sure, it's awesome to say, I'll hand you the keys and go, but when you've got the glitz and glamour of a Kentucky, when you've got the glitz and glamour of these other schools, I think the Arizona fans need to be more realistic about where Arizona still stands in the pecking order. Arizona is a very good basketball institution that has nationwide recognition. But you know what? The average person that's just kind of a casual fan knows that Arizona's a good basketball school. They know of Kentucky as being the basketball school. One of the, I know you hate, love, hate using this term, but I'm about to use it. 
the Mount Rushmore. Oh, I'm cringing. <laughs> of college basketball. <laughs> the one thing is just not like the other. So I think Arizona fans, again, this isn't meant to throw stones, but Arizona fans need to realize that you're not going to be recruiting at that level, especially with so many eyes on you at this point. What I would suggest is you can be disappointed, but don't be surprised. Yes. And understanding that it's going to be a work in progress, and you hope that uh, Lloyd can put together recruiting classes that bring talent here and get Arizona to be more consistently better uh, than you know than they have been for the last you know most most of the le- most but not all of the last fifteen years uh, and that is certainly and, and again hey Baylor won a national title this year not Kentucky not Kansas not Duke not North not Carolina Gonzaga. not Gonzaga <laughs> um, Villanova won titles and beat Carolina in the finals mm-hmm. okay not Kansas not Kentucky not Duke yeah there there are Teams out there who don't have the pedigree and don't bring in top-flight athletes but still win right. and win at a high level. So you, it can be done, and if you're an Arizona fan, you have to believe, sure, maybe you know, didn't get Washington as a point guard, but you can still get some talented players here. The coach is really good. The system's really good. You're going to have an opportunity to win once this NCAA stuff clears its way through. And you know what? If you're like John Schuster and you know what? You like making some money on this and you say, you know what, Mike? I don't care that they're not getting Washington. I think they're going to be better than you think. I think they're going to be better than what betonline.ag thinks. That's why you want to go to betonline.ag. And while you're at it, maybe check out rockauto.com. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. As always, thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats.